is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features on the site there completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Of course, uh, big news coming out of New Hampshire today, what with Ron Paul officially throwing his hat into the ring with the presidential race in Exeter, New Hampshire. Let's go to your phone calls, though. You can take control and bring up absolutely anything. And then last night I said that we were going to tell you about a man who served the government over in the Middle East and then was executed by his very own government when he came back here. We'll give you the details on that story. But first, we go to Jim listening in Ohio. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey, how you doing? What's happening? Um, I uh, had a different idea just popped in my mind today. I've been listening to your show for quite a while, and I like the idea of uh, like-minded individuals moving to a certain area to try to affect change. Mm -hmm. I was just wondering, uh, how about finding a small town that's unincorporated, incorporate it with the people that... uh, are like-minded and uh, set up your own judicial system and do it that way instead of trying to change the corrupt system that's been uh, festering for a hundred years. I think it's an interesting idea, and I think someone should try that up here in New Hampshire. You know, maybe a less populated county that doesn't have a uh, huge bureaucracy. There are actually counties in New Hampshire with like three people living in them, from what I understand. Counties? I, wow. How many people live in? There's like a whole place called Hearts Location that is. That's a not humongous. a county. That's a uh, that's a town. That's a municipal designation. Yeah, but it's as big as a county, isn't it? I mean, it's no. just a huge plot no. of land. It's, not, it's big, but it's not as big as a county. No. Okay. Well, I don't know. I've seen the the northern counties don't seem to have very many people living in them. And indeed, I, I don't know. think that there's a big interest though in creating uh, more institutions or uh, different types of institutions that are civic oriented but rather more of an agorist sort of um... well it depends on who you talk to michelle i think there would be some people who would be interested in his approach i mean it doesn't float my boat the idea of incorporating a new government that doesn't sound good to me necessarily but that doesn't mean that there aren't people out there that would would be would you know really dig that well new hampshire's already as far as civics goes New Hampshire is already the quote-unquote freest, most libertarian state. So we've we've talked about the selectmen before, and how you know Mark is very active, involved in um, the community that he lives in, and so there, you know, New Hampshire really is already great for that. I think those that aren't interested in working within the system that exists already and improving that tend to be agorists and are working on the other side to eradicate the state and compete with it, I would think. I'd just like to say that there's a town uh, here in Cheshire County called Roxbury with 250 people living in it. Uh, It wouldn't be too hard if you wanted to to go into a smaller place with enough people and immediately, virtually immediately, you know, kind of take over uh, the political system there. Yeah, but there's no court system there. The only thing that Roxbury does is clear the streets of snow, uh, the town of Roxbury. Essentially, all it does, clear the streets of snow, do a certain level of road maintenance and uh, send the kids to school. If you decide not to send the kids to school, because that's likely 80 or 
85% of their town budget, mm-hmm. and most of them are sent to other places because they don't have enough, uh, they have to pay tuition to other schools because they don't have enough kids to build their own. If you decide not to do that, then uh, as all it takes is one parent to sue the municipality at a, uh, you know, in the county court as opposed to the state court, then these uh, the state will order the town to pay to send the kids to school. And if it chooses not to do that, it'll dissolve its charter and create a new town in its place. Or, it, or, or it'll incorporate it into a larger town next door. So, Jim, uh, great idea, man. I say, I say go for it. I, I, I tend to agree with Michelle, though, about the politics not being this, uh, the solution. All that said, I think that uh, there well, are people it, of a like Isn't mind. that what agorism is, is creating alternative uh, solutions? And that's all Jim's talking about. I see where you're coming from there, but incorporating a town uh, is really sounds like creating a new government, and that sounds like you know a political thing to me. Jim? Well, maybe maybe it wouldn't have to necessarily be a formal incorporation, but an agreement between the uh, the uh, uh, inhabitants of the area to where they would be self governing. I, I don't know. I, I know you don't like that term. But, you you uh, may want to look at, no, I, would, I love self-government. I mean, self, uh, that's that's the only kind of government that I support is, is self-government. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so what I would recommend that you do is check into freegrafton.com. There's a group of people out there that is essentially doing what you what you're talking about or sort of a variation on it. They have uh, they've had their own elections and they elected they have an, an emperor. That's right. They elected the <laughs> emperor, uh, Evan, and uh, they they had a vote to repeal prohibition as well out in uh, in Free Grafton. Now, there's still the unfree Grafton, which is the town of Grafton. <laughs> yeah. But there's also now Free Grafton as well. Plus, you've got the on a wider scale, the Shire Society. Uh, the Shire Society Declaration was signed last year at the Porcupine Freedom Festival by, I would say, at least 100 people. Uh, and these are people who decided to declare their independence from all manner of uh, coercion, coercive, uh, monopolistic government. And that was a pretty, I think, exciting and historic moment. And these are people who are you know, essentially pledging to extract themselves as much as possible from this government system that we have and live as free as possible. I'd like to point out that uh, the uh, a judge in Sullivan County threw the emperor of free Grafton in jail, um, and they kept them. They kept actually moved him to another jail in another county. Right, but clearly, they're not recognizing there. his diplomatic immunity. Yeah, right. Like they, you know, the the, the emperor is a funny little title that. Uh, well, they have funny titles too, like <laughs> judge and the honorable. They, they don't throw each Men other in jail though. Too. <laughs> senator and representative and so on hey jim thanks uh, for the call and the thoughts tonight i appreciate hearing from you and by the way uh, ron paul endorses the free state project he has uh, done so um, in the past his quote i think is over at freestateproject.org and ron paul of course chose new hampshire to give his speech this morning announcing that he is officially running for president which of course we already knew that was going to happen uh but it's it's good news to see this uh, occurring because fact is a lot of people came here to new hampshire within the last four years because of ron paul because uh, i was talking with jj who is you know one of the i would say mainstay long time old you know kind of old timer activists up here at this point old school uh, free staters he moved here because of Ron Paul and specifically because of our interview of Ron Paul. He found Ron Paul and found Free Talk Live's interview of Ron Paul. And, of course, inevitably, if we've got Ron Paul on the air, we're going to talk about New Hampshire and, and how he likes the Free State Project and get the word out there about that. And that's why J.J. made the move to New Hampshire. 
I think that Ron Paul is the perfect example of someone who believes in self-government. And um, I think he's he's a pretty religious man, too. So maybe yeah, he is, yeah. maybe he believes in theocracy within his own home like I do. But as he said in his speech and he would, you know, endorse um, religious freedom is it's important, you know, with um Religious freedom and, and freedom of speech, et cetera, not granted by the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, but simply just because you're a human being to be able to express that so that you can, you know, you can't choose to be a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim if you can't choose to be an atheist also or a satanic mm. worshiper or whatever. So he um, definitely espouses libertarian and, and voluntarist or anarchist, you know, I, I kind of equate all three of those words in a lot of ways, but um, a lot of people don't. <clears throat> Well, that's why I clarify that there I do. So, so I think that he endorses those things, and of course, he's good friends with Lou Rockwell and Mises, um, yeah. you know. And so, so he's, he's definitely a, on board with liberty. He right. is and working he's got a within the system message as, as well. Um, and as he pointed out this this morning, by the way, the full speech that he gave, I think it's about an hour long, uh, has been posted over at freekeen dot com. So, if you haven't seen it yet, you're certainly welcome to go and watch it. And uh, he's kind of, you know, he's so cute, Ron Paul. He's a cute, <laughs> cute little old man. And He could kick your booty in a bike he, race, though. He may be able to. <laughs> um, but he did say that, you know, three is the charm as far as this being his third presidential, uh, vo- you know, first I can assure you it's contest. his last. Jeez. 1-800-259-9231. Well, I mean, let's be serious. Can we focus on the positive here, please? 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up absolutely anything at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. We've got news updates for you, keeping you in the loop with what's going on with the show. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on the different delivery methods that we have. We've got email, which is, I think, the best way to get the updates. But maybe you prefer Twitter or Facebook. We've got those as well. So go to news.freetalklive.com. Have you ever been the victim? of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive. Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It's also for people who do have attorneys but want to keep an eye on their attorney, make sure they're doing the right thing, minimize legal fees in that fashion. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. In civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts, it costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four-CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. 
You can visit Jurisdictionary.com and download the free tools they have there for you. They have a free legal flowchart, free weekly tips and tactics newsletters. There's a free legal dictionary. Watch the free videos. Then buy the course jurisdictionary.com remember to use the uh, free talk remember to mention free talk live in the pull down menu there when you check out just to let them know where you heard it it's jurisdictionary.com all right so 1-800-259-9231 and continuing here with your phone calls let's talk to scott listening in california scott you're on free talk live with ian michelle and mark how are you guys all doing tonight hey great scott what's on your mind well, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about medical marijuana. I'm sure. out in California where it's uh, technically legal, but it's it's still a really hard process for us to get it to the patients that really need it. Mm-hmm. What's happening here in California is uh, I'm actually involved in three different lawsuits with three different cities because even though there are the legal medical marijuana laws in California, they just ban it and say that you can't have dispensaries, which is really the only effective way to get it to patients. What are dispensaries? Well, dispensaries are like a storefront where you might go in and they'll have many different varieties of of marijuana for you to choose because different marijuana works effectively for different kinds of conditions. So like indica or sativa or you break it down even more than that? Break it down. Right now in one dispensary that I'm working with, we have actually 45 different strains of marijuana. Jeez. Now, um, now the, the, uh, the, the indica and sativa that you talked about, those are the two main groups mm-hmm. of marijuana. But there are many combinations, there are many hybrids, and they all work a little differently for mm-hmm. people, depending on what condition they have. Now, so they they won't give you a license to have a dispensary? I mean, I heard that there were dispensaries all over the place. Well, there are uh, in some places, but some cities will just put a ban in it, and then you end up having to go to court to fight them. You know, the state I've heard really, about that. The state has really fallen down on this and not put in proper legislation. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're looking for the state to put in proper legislation to enable you to do something that you ought to be able to do and treat your own body the way you want to. It's just not going to happen. Well, I mean, didn't Florida just outlaw having sex? (laughs) <laughs> by accident right but do you see the incompetence right <laughs> but but actually it is happening the lawsuits we sue the cities and how you know how cities are nowadays they're all hurting for money i'm actually ready to bring a lawsuit against the city in the in the high desert area which is in southern california uh, my group and another seven different dispensaries are going to sue this city and we're all going to sue them at the same time by doing this, they've actually come around, and now they're talking to us to set up a licensing process. It's a shame that it has to come to that. Yeah, that's pretty much all it's going to come down to. And and I'm sorry to hear about this, and it's not a surprise, though. I mean, if, Mark, I'm surprised that you're surprised. Remember the story about Los Angeles cu- cracking down on the medical marijuana dispensaries? They had something like a 1,000 dispensaries within the city limits, and they're basically saying, yeah, we're going to shut down all but you know a 100 or so of you because we want to create all these new rules that say you can't have a dispensary here, you can't have a dispensary near a church, you can't have a dispensary, all these different restrictions. You can't have a dispensary that's like viewable to the public. It has to be back in a, a warehouse district or some sort of obscure, more dangerous sort of uh, scummy location. And so they've been they've been threatening these people, and they've been um, you know making them jump through ever more hoops in order to do their business. And it's just it's got to be a real frustration, especially for people like you 
who are trying to, uh, Scott, who are trying to get medicine into the hands of sick people. Absolutely. When I first started this about probably about four years ago, I assumed, like most people, that it was pretty much just a scam, that it was just a way to be able to smoke it legally and not really get in trouble. But actually now being in the industry, I, I was a manager for two different collectives for a period of time. And it's it's probably like any other drug. There is abuses of it. There are definitely people that I felt didn't need it, but they did have the the proper doctor's recommendation and so forth. So that's not really a judgment. Well, well, okay, proper doctor's recommendation. So had um, if I were to come to you and I had cancer, MS, or something, or, or like um, hormonal imbalances and things, and I wanted to to go ahead and and um, you know, procure for myself cannabis, would you be unwilling to dispense it to me because a doctor hadn't written a letter? But if yeah, the doctor have their permission slip. I but I'm asking like what what you have to do is you take your medical condition to a doctor that will write a recommendation. Once that recommendation is written and I can verify that it's a valid recommendation, you actually have to join, we call them collectives, you have to join a collective, you're part of that collective, and then we can legally dispense, you know, the medicine to you. That's nice. And that way, if if the government then decides that marijuana is not good for you, at least there's a record of who has it. <laughs> Well, Michelle, I mean, people have to operate businesses, you know, and that's the at the end of the story is, is that, uh, you know, that's that's how they get you. If you want to operate a business and you want to do it in the real world, you got to do the licensing. The thing. real world. Oh, or do I live you, in the fantasy world. You don't have to, Mark. You don't have to. You can take a risk, but odds are good you're going to get thrown in a cage. Odds are good you're going to get thrown in a cage. Odds are good you're not going to make any kind of real money doing it. I mean, basically, if you want to if you want to be uh, if you want to not if sell marijuana to people who don't have licenses um, from, you know, without a license yourself and, you know, without a dispensary license, then you're just a pot dealer. There's nothing wrong with that. No, but I'm just saying, I mean, we got those all over. Nothing unusual about it. Well, and I would agree fully with you, except for a few cases. It is starting to turn around here. It's just, you know how politics are. It's just a very, very slow process. No kidding. It's been since 1996. They passed uh, Proposition 215 in 1996, and only yep. just, you know, only within the last few years have they really, you know, maybe the last five or so years have they started to kind of lay off uh, as far as the local boys enforcing the marijuana laws on these clinics. However, now we're starting to see, as you're mentioning, this uptick in extra regulations by the cities, which of course means that if you don't cross the T's correctly and, you know, dot the I's correctly, they'll come after you for, for that. Uh, so there's no end to the amount of control that these people want to place on you, and I, I, it's frustrating, and I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. And, of course, you're always there's always the possibility that someone will recriminalize it, like you suggested, Michelle. Right. That, uh, like in, uh, I think it was Alaska where they did that, where, res- uh, where actual possession of uh, cannabis for recreational purposes was legal, and then they're constantly been trying, and maybe they had success at uh, recriminalizing it. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Lil Drums. Every bit as fun as a full-size Nestle drumstick cone and definitely cuter. Visit us at drumstick.com. Vacations are all about family time, but you don't have to leave home to have fun. Take one weekend a month and devote it to family activities. Pull out the board games and puzzles, serve up some treats, or have a picnic. Even without leaving home, you'll feel like you've really had some time away. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you would like. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on the site there for free. Once again, freetalklive.com features including listening choices. We've got plenty of options for you, including live streams, that are broadband and dial-up flavored. Plus, you can uh, listen in to our 98 great radio stations across the country. Uh, you can get the details. 98, That's up right. from 96, right? That's right. That's right. Yep. We're getting there. And uh, so you can go to uh, listen.freetalklive.com to learn more about them. Our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, as well as our free-to-air channel, the webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in. You know, all those uh, stations that uh, we're talking about, 98 now, they're thanks to the amplifiers, and they're thanks to the great advertisers we have, especially long-term advertisers. One of those is SACL CAI. The principal over there... Jason Osborne is a huge advocate for liberty. He believes that Free Talk Live is a great uh, venue to get out the ideas of liberty, and it's the reason that he sponsors the show. So if you have a business business that needs to try something new in the area of collections or accounts receivable, SACL can handle that. Uh, all you have to do is go find their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. It's easy to find. It's been there for years at the top of the, uh, the column. Just go check them out, SACL CAI. So 800-259-9231. Sometimes I, you know, on the medical marijuana topic, which we were discussing a moment ago, sometimes I am surprised at how well, um, I guess, educated people are on this issue. Because we've talked about in in this show in the past the difference between legalization and decriminalization. And for those that don't know, when you legalize something, it usually has an implication of having some sort of a regulatory structure. uh, Legitimacy with tax revenue generated, supposedly. Right. So like if they were to legalize cannabis, it would be like alcohol in that it would be regulated by the state. You'd have to get a a license to sell it. You'd have to have some kind of, uh, you know, maybe a grower's license too. who knows. You'd have to be over there. They're going to check to see who's over the age of what in order to consume it. Versus decriminalization, which is essentially just simply removing the criminality so releasing it back into the open marketplace without any form of of regulatory control over it which we don't have even that with like herbs such as or herbs as some would say like basil and and oregano i think they would be saying it incorrectly it is herbs oh omar insists that it's herbs it has an h yes (laughs) top drawer Um, in any event so so you can't purchase raw milk or eggs legally basil and oregano though if I were to sell you basil and oregano and it's not regulated by the FDA or I don't ascribe to the um, to whatever, sure. That's, you mean commercially or just like at a farmer's market? At some point, whether it's not completely free and open because whether it's at a farmer's market or you're my neighbor or or on a large scale or across state lines, if it's not all OK, then mm-hmm. to me, then it's not open yeah i see where you're coming so, from right so the marijuana um even decriminalizing it doesn't necessarily mean that you can just go out and and uh i mean so well, it, de- decriminalization's uh, uh is, is a uh a, a paradigm it's a uh excuse me it's a you know it's a sort of a linear thing where you're you're not necessarily at the end for everything i I suppose if you're saying that um basil or oregano aren't decriminalized, then nothing really is decriminalized if you want to buy or sell it right 
Right. <laughs> okay, so we live in a world that yes. is not decriminalized. Yes. However, when you compare marijuana and um, to alcohol, and then you compare alcohol to basil and oregano, you could say that alcohol is, um, you know, a, you know that bagel, basil and oregano are decriminalized compared to alcohol and marijuana. I agree. I'm simply making the point that it is an incrementalization sure. factor, and that it still doesn't mean open free markets. But the concept of decriminalization means removing criminality versus legalization, which means adding regulations, purposely adding a regulatory structure. And so that's why I'll reluctantly support legalization simply because it's better than the black market. um, But I prefer decrim. And it's a slippery slope, though, because, you know, you hear people say who don't partake or whatever. Oh, well, you know, we should just legalize it and then tax it like marijuana, like cigarettes and alcohol. And it would create great revenue and da da da. I'm certainly not in favor of that. No, me neither. But again, I would re- I would I'm not in favor of it. I would speak out against it, but if I were to be given the choice between having a legalized structure in which it is taxed and taken out of the black market versus having it left in the black market, I would support the legalization, reluctantly support the legalization see, I wouldn't. scheme. Well, you see, if the government said that it's going to cut off the uh, the finger of all newborn babies, um, you know, as opposed to cutting off its, their arms, I would support them cutting off. The, I would say, OK, fingers are better than arms. I think that's an inaccurate and unfair. Um, you don't ana- think people analogy. go to jail now for marriage? Sure, they go to jail, but one of the one of the advantages to um, to it being, you know, the way it is now, some would argue, is basic price control. Basic, you know, price control. Yeah, if it's just, you know the supply and demand, there's the element of risk added, so there it ought drives to up actually the price. It, that sh- you one would think, but an what? eighth of wheat. No, 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 no. That it's up by like thousands of percents. An eighth of wheat is the same today as it was back when I was 14 years old. That doesn't matter. It's still, look. I don't think that's, it's it's, a a quarter of wheat is is significantly higher than what it was when I was, when I was a kid Admittedly, I'm buying different qualities. Pot Uh, is sold today at the same prices that I've seen. It It was sold 10 years ago, mm -hmm. but it's all inflated, Michelle, because each person who is in the chain of delivery has significant risks they're taking and so they are making up for that risk by charging extra money a significant amount on every single time it uh, it changes hands okay the so studies have shown that it's you know thousands of percents more expensive go and look at rolling tobacco get up give me a price go search Without online taxes. right mm-hmm. i don't care about even if it's taxed even if it's taxed go look at the price of a pound of rolling tobacco and then I will tell you what the price of a pound of marijuana can. But go that's for. not even accurate because tobacco takes has, has an aging process that it goes through. Cannabis the, has to be uh, cured, not in the same way. Tobacco, uh, if, you, if you, it's about a taste issue with tobacco. Cannabis, it wouldn't be as big of an issue. It's a lot easier to deal with than it is tobacco. Okay, either way, Mark, it's che- it'd be cheaper. go ahead and get me a price, Michelle. Go ahead, look on the internet, okay. find the price of a pound of tobacco. I mean, people that smoke tobacco probably be like, oh yeah, fifty bucks or what? I don't know what I don't know what thirty nine. I think it may <laughs> yeah. be more like. 12 or 15 i'm not sure but i can tell you it's a fraction of the price of a of a pound of marijuana and and i'm i'm sad to hear you say that you wouldn't support legalization because in theory at least hopefully if somebody were to if some state were to legalize cannabis then 
they should have the compassion to release all of their cannabis prisoners at the same time. How about this, Michelle? Well, if okay. you could release all of the if this legalization scheme, whatever this stupid let's give the money government more money taxes scheme, if this actually goes through in some state or has the potential of going through and you could support it, it's it you know, rests on you, Michelle, to support or oppose this. If you support it, it passes. If you oppose it, it doesn't. And if you'd support it, all the people that are in jail for marijuana get released. Would you support it then? Um, can I pause for? I mean, like, let me think about that one because I want to think. It, I want to think. I want to think it through because, for one thing, sometimes I think in- incrementalization. All it does is it maybe takes that proverbial um, burner or. Um, a pot that we have on the stove with the frog that's heating up. Maybe we're just turning down the temperature, but we haven't removed the frog from the boiling, from the Agreed. hot water or it whatever. Absolutely. And do I want to see those people in cages? Absolutely not. But the way it is now, it might be enough pressure to have, you know, to eradicate the whole thing. And, um, and as far as the, you know, no, do I think that people ought to be in cages over this? No. Do I think that people ought to be able to put into their bodies what they want? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I just, um, I'm not convinced that that legalizing it would give us, but the end, I don't believe the end justifies the means, you know? I have, so I'd have to think about that a little bit. The means of letting people out of cage? The end being that people get out of the cage, the means being that we legalize it, I think that we might be cutting off our nose despite our face. 1-800-259-9231. Pound of tobacco is 55 bucks. 1-800-259-9231. Marijuana can sell for upwards of $5,500 per pound. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And you can join us again, freetalklive.com. Get interactive there in various different ways and know that the website is free. So if you like the fact that we give you those site features for free, then you can voluntarily support the show. Mark, you mentioned the Amplifier program earlier tonight as one of the major reasons why we're getting on, constantly getting on more great new radio stations and why we're on XM, etc. is because of listeners like you contributing $3 a month to the show. Uh, Because, again, you get all the website features for free. So it's above and beyond all that. It's for those of you that appreciate us enough to where you're willing to send us the cost of a hamburger uh, every single month. And we take that and reinvest it into the show, get on more stations, bring more Internet listeners on board and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. You can use any major credit card through PayPal or choose Visa or MasterCard right on our own site. 
Once again, amp.freetalklive.com. Coming up, we'll tell you about a man who served the government in the military over in Iraq and then was executed by his own government when he came back home. We'll explain what that has to do with the war on drugs here in a little bit at uh, 800-259-9231. But let's talk first to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Michelle and Mark. Uh, Good evening. Hey, Frank. Yeah, it's very interesting. The... uh you know, I think right now everyone realizes this has done the research in the area of medical uh, benefits of cannabis, that marijuana is basically harmless compared to alcohol or, you know, other drugs such as morphines and various Absolutely. opiates. But what I think is going to happen is our culture and our country collapses into 10 distinct FEMA regions over the next year and a half. Uh, is that, you know, there'll be basically uh, anarchy when the uh, uh, currency is devalued and people are dealing with hyperinflation, and people are going to do what, you know, the founding fathers and uh, pioneers did uh, 200 years ago uh, with regard to, you know, alcohol, when they were making their own alcohol and you had the whiskey rebellion and all sorts of things. I think basically people are going to start growing their own marijuana and if I were right now in the government, I would say maybe now's a good time to let everyone sort of have that freedom, because if people are high and relaxed when the system collapses, they're not going to be so willing to sort of uh, uh, be violent and do all sorts of uh, things to sort of spite their faces. I think you're right, you're right on that point. I don't know about the whole FEMA regions. I'm not sure, but that sounds a little well, conspiratorial. I think that's, but... uh, well, we know, that, we know that that legislation has been passed over the I don't know anything the about the legislation. Presidents. But uh, uh, I think Mark, you have a story that relates. Findings. You have a story that relates to what Frank's saying, wasn't it? When you were in prison, that some guard said he wished he could give every prisoner some <laughs> some <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> yeah, there was this uh, this uh, you know this guy that would often uh, escort me to the um, you know the the A building as I called it, where I went to work at night, and uh, he's like, yeah. Man, if I if I could, I thought it'd be great. They should issue you guys a, a quarter ounce of marijuana every week. <laughs> that would be awesome. Hey, Frank, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Because people get rowdy. I mean, possibly in jail. His reasoning was is that uh, his job would be significantly easier if uh, convicts were you know smoking dope, uh, smoking pot, rather than uh, going out and beating each other over the head with uh, whatever they could find. There is legislation, according to normal.org, in Delaware, Maryland, Vermont, Connecticut, California, and New York. Currently, um, there is some some medical marijuana-related legislation. And um, I don't know. I just read it, and, and I'm sure if there is anyone that can convince me and help me you know, see the light on this, I am sure that you can, Ian, because I seem to be able to... Accept your criticism rather well, and you, well, this you is explain a pet issue. things clearly. But this is a pet issue of mine, right. and and of course, the war on drugs as a whole is a pet issue of mine. This is just this is one of the easier uh, kind of aspects of it because most people are when you talk to them, they're compassionate about the idea of marijuana. They know people that use it. They know friends or family member family members, or maybe even they themselves are mm-hmm. users of uh, of cannabis. And so they can see the reason for decriminalization. But as you said, Michelle. Frequently, what is proposed, because these people who are working in the, wor- the realm of politics are constantly pandering to the politicians, <laughs> right. which I don't support. I don't support that. Um, but that's what they do. And so they'll come to the politicians and they'll you know, say, well, besides all these moral reasons to, le- you know, to decriminalize slash legalize this plant, 
you know, we can give you a whole bunch of money. And of course, they're trying. That's what they're trying. That's like their biggest selling point to the political animals. And it's it's unfortunate that that's the way it's being approached. But realistically, that's it seems more likely that uh, legalization is, I guess, more realistic to achieve than decriminalization. I mean, when I, I say decriminalization, I mean full decriminalization. Although that said, we have seen decriminalization efforts have success, like in Massachusetts, where they have decriminalized possession of up to an ounce of cannabis. It is no longer an arrestable offense as far as you cannot be actually taken away from your freedom. They will ca- confiscate the cannabis. And Unless they will you have a gun a ticket, in the vehicle. That, where then you've trans- got a problem. Okay, then you have a... But, uh, well, you, but have a gun, will, you have a big problem in Massachusetts if you have a gun. <laughs> anytime you have a gun in Massachusetts, okay. there's a problem. Um, but so what it is is where if you get caught with a cannabis, they'll take the cannabis from you. They'll issue you a ticket. However, people have figured out that it's just a violation and that there's no actual penalty written into the law for not paying the ticket. So there's actually mass noncompliance And in so they kind of make a liar out of you. And you and I agree oftentimes, well, always, that just lying is just not a good thing. What do you mean? And, liar well, in what way? Well, um, in the in, in terms of Massachusetts, people have figured out that they don't have to comply; they can just work around it. And then, and then that relates in the same way to like the medical marijuana thing. Fine, okay. Where's so, the lie? I'm sorry, where I'm confused. Um, I Who's guess. Lying? Well, the non-compliance issue that you that you get this ticket, you sign for the ticket. And knowing that you're not going to comply with it anyway. That's not a lie. When you tell the government, when you sign a ticket that the government agent who has a gun on his hip puts in front of you, you're signing that ticket under duress. I absolutely agree that you're signing it under duress. I would just assume that you're not be having to sign it in the first place. Then don't sign it. Okay. Let them arrest you and put you in a cage for that. <laughs> I thought we we're trying to get to the point of like whether decriminalization, there's, there's legalization. No lie or, there, there's no okay, lie. Okay, then. Okay, so I will retract that. So if I can make the comment about the lie in terms of the other the other states, <laughs> um, Mark just gave Ian a calm down, which I've never seen that before. So this is kind of exciting. Well, Michelle's for me. on the verge here, right? Like she's dealing with um, the the sort of fantasy agorist ideas. I'm wrestling it with the, in my right. head and, and as absolutely. we're ta- going through this. And she's on the edge of it, and then you're yelling, and she does not respond. Did you feel like I that. yelled at you? Well, then go to jail. I, I am. I am working something out, and we said that. On Did you the feel br- like I yelled at you? No, but I don't think okay. that you're giving me space to Thanks, work Mark. it out and or helping me, you know, like extract from well, no, me in a Socratic method, maybe. You said people were lying, and that was pretty shocking to me. Like the idea that uh, I believe a these lies. I, I believe it. these laws turn people into liars. For example, with the medical marijuana. Okay, great. So right now in New Hampshire, let's say that it becomes legal if you get a doctor's note. So great. So I'm going to go out and get his doctor's note so I can do it whenever I want that's and not have to worry true. about it. But You're that's, right about that. that. So that's really what I was trying there, to get There are at. a lot of people in California who don't really have you know depression problems or whatever their issue is or glaucoma. Back. Yeah, or yeah, they're, or chronic <laughs> pain who go into a doctor and you know pretend that they have these yeah. things in order to get... Um, and I would say that that is for, certainly a lie, no doubt about it, but it's a lie with no victim. And I would say there's nothing wrong with those people going also, and telling. That I don't think lie. there's anything wrong with with people doing what they want to their own bodies. That's really fundamentally. I do find that it. You know, I just think that you give up a little bit of your soul every time you you are not. 
It's a lie in the same way that uh, somebody who doesn't tell the government about all the money they earn every year is not being fully honest either. Right. You're not filling out their paperwork. I don't fill out their paperwork at all. So I don't get out there and fill some of it out and go, ooh, I'm not going to tell them about this. So if you take a little pink piece of paper from them uh, for some violation for possessing marijuana and then you choose to do nothing further, I don't feel like you've uh, told them a lie. I'll give you the thing on the the getting a doctor's excuse to smoke. That's a little bit of a lie. But when it comes down to it. we each got a point. <laughs> I don't feel that there is uh, that I don't feel it's when dealing with a criminal I don't feel it's a lie to tell them uh, something to, to give them bad information if they have criminal intent you're being arrested against so yeah right I mean, so anything if, you can if do a guy comes up to me sticking a knife in my chest and he says give me all your money and I give him all the money that I have in my left pocket and he says is that all your money but I have money in my right pocket you know I, I I'd rather lose a, a small piece of my soul than a small piece of my chest so <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you're losing your your soul in that point I, at I that don't know point, I mean I, I just don't feel that you're under duress you're you're in a situation which well, we gave Ian the one about Massachusetts, but that the idea of having to go get a doctor's note when that's not necessarily a legitimate uh, disease that you have. So we've gone off on this. I want to be able to talk dope whenever I want. Well, okay? you can. Uh, well, almost, almost whenever you want. More coming up here. 800-259-9231. More about decrim legalization. Whatever you want to talk about coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. Libertystickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. Enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. As we continue here, for those of you just tuning in, we've been talking about marijuana and decriminalization versus legalization the differences between the two and actually uh we got so sidetracked on this discussion i never even actually explained the reason why i brought it up in the first place which was because i was so surprised at the way a couple of a group of young people probably their late teens maybe early early 20s uh how they responded to a discussion about legalization at a recent event, the Free Keen Fest that happened here in Keene, New Hampshire last weekend. Uh, we had a bunch of liberty-minded people get together in uh, one of the local parks in town and set up vendor tables. and Organized food. by the Miss Hike of 
Horser. Right, a New Hampshire native who's really gotten excited about liberty activism here recently. She did a great job, and the event was a kick butt. And there it was, was big. There was great music and lots of uh, it, you know stuff being sold and uh, information being given out and conversations being had. And so at one point, I was actually doing – I had a petition for the medical marijuana um, initiative that was being put forth through the House and had passed the, the New Hampshire State House and was, I guess, being looked at by the Senate. And I had this petition there. Someone had asked if I would, you know, put that out, and I said I would. And so I, I had that there. And there were a group of young people that were kind of crowded around the cop block table. And I pointed the petition out to them, and they asked me what it was about. And I said, well, it's about, uh, you know, legalizing medical cannabis. Or I think I think I just said legalizing cannabis. I accidentally didn't say medical. And of course. Uh, it is about legalization of medical cannabis because that's a, there's a regulatory structure that's been proposed, and I don't agree with that aspect of it, but I do like the idea of not putting crippled people in jail. I like that yep. aspect of it. So that's why I was, I was working on this petition, and I was just kind of stunned when these young people, in a, in a very positive way, when these young people immediately called me out on uh, you know using the term legalization, and they were like, oh, I don't like the idea of legalization, you know, decriminalization all the way. And they were <laughs> they, I mean, I'd never seen these people before. I didn't know who... Oh, you were saying in the beginning how informed people are on this subject, so we've now come right. full circle. Okay. Right, right, right. So this is what, what my surprise was. Because sometimes it's it's easy for those of us who see all the bad news in the world and in society, see all this bad news, to think and, and to look at people and, and just the vast ignorance out there. And it's Dolts, easy for us. Dullards. Right. It's Mendicants, easy. Mendicants, all of them. It, it can be easy to look down on people uh, for, for that and for, for being ignorant on things. Not to say that, that I take that position but sometimes people will say, you know, like you were saying, Mark, they'll call names. Like, well, those people are stupid. And I'll, I'm usually quick to correct folks when they or do that. Or sheep or something. I'll, I'm usually quick mm-hmm. to correct people and say, no, no, no. They're not stupid. They're just ignorant. They haven't I, been informed. <laughs> I always wonder about this word. Ignorant is a term that has been used so often in a pejorative fashion that it uninformed. almost. Uninformed. How about that? Uninformed is Maybe a better, that's a better word. Maybe not so negative sounding. Yeah. Um, so, but these people were informed, and I was like, wow, you know, just blown away. I mean, they, they didn't seem to be political activists necessarily. Were these teens or college age kids? Late teens, I okay. would say. Mm-hmm. Late teens, maybe early 20s. I don't think they were in college. And uh, not, to, not to say that being in college means you're informed, uh, but these people were informed. They called me onto the carpet for using the term legalization. And then I, I was kind of like backpedaling. Well, well it's, for, it's for medical cannabis. And I agree with you. Decriminalization is the way to go. And I was just so pleased by that because it shows that people are seeing the difference and that even people within the, you know, the just the people that just appear to be just regular cannabis users, not necessarily, you know, political activists would get the distinction uh, between the two and clearly information is getting into people's heads it's the i think it's the internet that is uh, is to blame for this and i think it's just fantastic the internet's to blame <laughs> so let's go to uh the the internet is responsible how about that uh let's go to your phone calls you can bring up what you want chris is listening in minnesota in uh, hibbing to wnmt hello chris hello hey what's on your mind tonight Oh, you got to turn down your radio, Chris. Otherwise, you will be very confused, and things will sound horrible. I got it off. Excellent. I am just calling in regards to you asked about a you asked the lady a question in regards to if people that are in prison for uh, marijuana if they should be let loose if we legalize it. Would that not be like giving me a speeding ticket? You know, I, I've already got a speeding ticket, and later you increase the speed limit, and then I was within the legal bounds. 
should I be refunded my money, the cost of my insurance increase, and all that good stuff too? Well, there's a, there. Um, That'd be awesome. What you're saying, <laughs> right, the, awesome. what you're saying is is that you bear all the onus. But in fact, when you're talking about somebody in prison, it's not just the convict that's bearing the uh, the, the 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 burden. It's the taxpayer at the same time. The question you really need to ask yourself is: the taxpayer should the taxpayer actually be responsible, and is that in their best interest in keeping somebody who you know has smoked pot or delivered pot or possessed is in pot? jail for a victimless yeah. crime? Right. I mean, is that really in the taxpayer's best? interest it, at the time it was illegal that doesn't that's not an answer to the question <laughs> it is an answer to the question it was illegal when it was well when the war when, is over the pow's are supposed to be released right yes okay. it's a war on drugs right uh is there really a war on drugs that's what they call it <laughs> Ask the 1.5 million people that are arrested uh, every single year and have their lives torn apart by this war on drugs if there's really a war on drugs. Okay, I can understand your point there. Yeah. It's it's the compassionate solution, and and I, as far as the as far as your idea, I think it'd be great if everybody could get their money back if the speed limit was was raised. But the bureaucratic difficulty of doing something like that would be insurmountable. Plus, when the government takes your money, I generally think of it as lost. It's gone. You're not going to get it back. Like the Social Security, I put ten thousand dollars into that before I stopped paying. I don't expect I don't, I don't expect a dime of it. I consider it gone. So I, I I'm not going to pursue right. it. I'm not going to pursue it. I'm not going to spend my time worrying about it. I'm not going to spend my time attempting to get it back. You know, I don't know what the rules are in every state and every municipality, but I know that here in New Hampshire and in this uh, this municipality called Keene, you can get money back for if you bust a tire on one of their potholes. They'll actually compensate it's true. you. true. I'm shocked. I was shocked when I found that But the that amount out. of time and energy that goes into getting uh, compensated for your tire, and I believe that they'll only pay for the tire you popped, but you know you have to get two tires because the way modern cars are mm. you can't just have one um so you have to get two tires and they won't pay you for the other tire because it wasn't bad and it's this uh you know sort of it's this long complicated rigmarole that i'd rather just go to the tire store plop down the 80 bucks for the tire that way i don't have to deal with the bureaucrats well i'm um, good thing you don't drive a big diesel truck those are 200 a piece jeez hey chris any other thoughts you want to share that's great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I mean, the fact is, yeah, it was illegal, but it's terrible. It's a terrible law. I mean, those people shouldn't be in jail. Those people shouldn't be in jail right. at all. They shouldn't be in jail now. Right. And, you know, whatever happens in the future, as long as you can correct, uh, correct that, uh, the, you know, that thing that's, you know, that, that injustice, well, then that should be corrected at that okay, time. Okay, so what what does – we've determined that the uh, the growers – um, may want to keep it illegal because they can, you know, keep the prices up and the mob or the mafia or whatever um, for the same reason. And then the government lobbyists and, and uh, it justifies in the police. It, it gives them a reason to exist. Sure. Police so, budgets are a big deal. And a lot of that is the war on drugs. Right. So basically the third component then would be the taxpayer who's paying for the incarceration of these of these so-called criminals. So what do you think it is that is, what is the payoff to them? To whom? To whom? To the taxpayer. Obviously, they've either been hoodwinked or something. So, oh, sure. So they're complicit in this, this uh, uh, caging. Because they pay? And they're, they're also voting people well, as well, Well, voting right? doesn't mean that you're complicit. I mean, I've voted against uh, – I've, I've voted uh, just every chance I've had, and it's, it's extraordinarily rare that my candidate wins. 
So, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't my government to, isn't in place. I, I think it's nonsense, the suggestion that because you vote, you are somehow endorsing tyranny. That, I, I think, is... I think that's an insult to everybody that attempts to, you know, to, attempts to vote to try to make things better. Okay, so, the, but we were talking about the taxpayer specifically, though. Well, how how in terms are they of the tax, I guess. Because they're paying for the incarceration okay. of those people. But is, is, a, is, a person, is a person that's robbed complicit in a robbery? No, I wouldn't say so. Um, but they are the third, they are the third component. They're a component, indeed. In but they're not. Uh, the robber will just get better if they don't. If the if the person who doesn't eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You take control. Free talk lot. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Those features include the webcam. You can go watch, listen, and interact. The chat room is built into the same page. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? Man Venture Outpost, that's Man Venture Outpost, carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and operated, members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low they can't even be advertised in some cases. Get, it, get an additional 5% off those already low prices with the coupon code FTL. That's FTL as in Free Talk Live. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. All right, so 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So just a moment ago, we're going to continue with your phone calls uh, in a moment as well, but uh, we were talking about, Michelle, you were talking about taxpayers being part of this whole system of uh, enforcement and encroachment upon rights by the fact that they're the fact that they are paying to support this violent monopoly. Of course, they're paying under duress. So, what was the word that you used to describe them? I, I should have made a note, but I didn't. I used the term enabling, maybe rather than. Uh, what, I said they were complicit. You were complicit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that uh, that that's really the right word for for what they're doing. And, and Mark, you said enabling. You didn't think was the right word. I either. think enabling sounds like somebody who sort of willingly goes along with stuff. And there's an amount of enabling, but they're they're coerced in some ex- to some extent yeah. too. I suppose enablers could be coerced. I don't blame some people for paying taxes. I pay some myself. Um, because I don't see how you can avoid it. I mean, you have to basically walk, ride your bike everywhere, but you'll be riding on government roads when you do it. So you'll still right. be using the government property, I, 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 you know, which I don't actually have a problem and with. I, I do it for fear, like many taxpayers. I do it uh, for fear of the claim that they're going to take my home from me if, if I don't. Someday I may get fed up and just say, screw it. I'm going to just not pay anymore and we'll see what happens and throw caution to the wind and you know take that risk. I'm not quite there. I'm not quite fed up to that point yet. But 
you know, if they keep being tyrannical and hurting peaceful people, at some point I may not be able to morally continue uh, continue paying it. But I see what you're, where you're coming from, Michelle. You're saying that more taxpayers need to look at this critically. They need to look at their own behavior and how it is that people continuing to be obedient in this way does, to some level, encourage the behavior of the government. If you it- vote, and you were a voter in California who voted to have the marijuana um, legalization, decriminalization, medical marijuana, mm-hmm. et cetera, the whole gamut, whatever it was that you voted on. And you voted in favor of, um, as I did when I was in California, I mean, I have made attempts, and that was one of the things I <laughs> made You voted? Attempt. I voted on that. Of course yes. she did. She and voted relatively recently. I, I mentioned that I voted on that, and I, um, at the time, didn't even smoke marijuana. Mm-hmm. I was I didn't uh, smoke for 12 years, and um, but I still believe that people ought to be able to do with their bodies what they want to do. Sure. So, okay, so if you if you vote for a way, and then the governor, as, as I don't remember if it was Gray Davis or Pete Wilson, um, overturns what the taxpayers voted for. I think then that there is an obligation. If you are a moral person to go, you are not, I'm going to, I'm not going to vote for you again. I'm going to see that you're kicked out of office, but you are not representing the will of the people, which under this system that we're using via the voting, um, not only are you fired, but, but no one's getting paid. I, I would love it if people were that hardcore, and I hope that, Michelle, that we start seeing more people take those steps. And I think that it's going to have to be likely baby steps for most people. Come little, on, ba- guys. Don't leave steps. this 43-year-old, redheaded single mother out there to be the most hardcore person you know, on this <laughs> issue. You, Come on already. I, I, I agree you with know? you. I mean, man I, up. <laughs> I don't pay the federal taxes either, so we're right. in that same club. And I think that it'd be nice to have the club expand over time. <laughs> And have more people come it's together. It's a nice club. Right. So let's continue here with your phone calls. We've got Scott listening in Indianapolis. Scott listening to WXNT. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. This is uh, Glenn. And oh, Glenn is your name? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. Yes, uh, listen, I'm very much uh, uh, anti-government myself. I think they're, they're, they're way too big, and they're going to end up t- uh, taking all of our rights as well. May I, may I suggest, guys- Glenn, that you be pro-freedom rather than anti-government? It's just more, it's just more positive. It's a point, but you know, I think some of you are you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. You know, some of these people are cannabis users, and a good amount of those people in jail are cannabis and other drug pushers. And I'm very happy to see them off the streets. Well, wait a minute. What's wrong with selling drugs? Oh, what's wrong with selling drugs? It's your own children? Do you got kids? I don't, but do the people children? in this room do. I have okay, kids. Yes. If you want somebody to go along, say, hey, take this uh, marijuana. Hey, next, uh, we got some can- we have cannabis. <laughs> I took a bong hit with my daughter today for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the joke there? I don't understand. Uh-huh. No, I'm saying seriously that these people, uh, uh, many of them are pushers, and they're, they're not a good thing for society. Well, and I understand what you're saying about freedom, but cannabis is just a little bit of a... Uh, uh, come on, to, to the worst drugs. It's not uh, a gateway well, it's drug. Not, it's, it's not a gateway drug. It, it, <laughs> oh, it, yeah, tell it, me about it. It's, it's only we a gateway drug because it's illegal. So um, if, if you made alcohol... Drug, it's a gateway drug because those people who are dealing in that uh, in that marijuana, the cannabis, right. are also know and are in league with the other people dealing with... That's true. Well, are the, right, but are the people dealing beer? Are the people dealing beer in league with uh, heroin users? Heroin purveyors? Dealing what? Beer. Are those that sell beer, distribute beer, are they in league with the heroin pushers, dealers? 
I don't know. I, I'm not a drinker. I have one drink a night, so I've been able to control that. I've never, ever smoked a cigarette. Well, whether you're a, a drinker or, sure or not, you should be like, That's not really the question. The, the, the point that I'm trying to make is, is that marijuana, right. if it is a gateway drug, is only a gateway drug because it's illegal. I'm sure. No, but it's also, no, you got to understand, too. You know that's true, that, that marijuana affects your brain. It changes your So your, does alcohol. Your, uh, the, it, no, but it changes it permanently. Many times it, it, it can kill those uh, brain cells, and they never what? come back. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're going off into the way. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Now, Mark, just this back is, down, Mark. This is... You're going off into the realm of prohibitionist nonsense here. First of oh, all, I think that's not that, true. That's your opinion. This is my opinion. Oh no, Wait, it's science. Your, your it's brain, science. sir. Your brain, sir, has receptors that are designed to receive cannabinoids. There is oh, no you, destruction I, of brain cells you, involved. You smoke too much. It sounds like uh, you know. You think, uh, wait, wait, right. You're taking you, too much. Did you just say I've smoked too much? Too much? It seems to be. I've smoked plenty of uh, cannabis in my years, as a matter of fact. I don't know what too much means, but are you telling me that I'd be... Can you just hold for one moment? Can I ask you some questions here? Okay. Are you telling me that I'm brain damaged, sir? I'm telling you that it has an effect, and it's as successful as you are on the radio station. Where could you be with if you hadn't taken care? I would have 500 radio affiliates <laughs> instead of 100. If you radio. just hadn't touched that weed, boy. Keep on smoking. And I'm really great. successful at being a mom, and I have three kids. So if I didn't smoke are pot, I might have now? 30. Are you Are you smoking now? With the, I mean, with your kids? I took right a now. bong hit with on- my daughter today. She, her daughter's you like 22, what? right? No, she's 19. Oh, uh, whatever. Did she did what with her? Take a bong hit. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. And Michelle, thanks for the sound effects. You got to it way faster than I could. No doubt about it. I do have one here. There we go. 800-259-9231. All right, so brain damage. That's it. The, the gloves are off. We're going to come back with that here in a moment. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. Bunch of dopers. Free Talk Live. Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand. Featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including the Shrine of Female Listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of this program. Michelle is one of our Shriners. Yes, I am. Fact. So you can go to the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you are a lady listener, you can send in a picture or a video and validate yourself over at shrine.freetalklive.com. And we would appreciate that. Also, coming up this June 20th through the 26th, the biggest liberty-oriented event of 2011, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from... 
the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's a week-long camping event, but it's so much more than camping because there's all kinds of socializing and activities and family fun events and adult parties. It's all a great time happening at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire from live performances like uh, bands and soapbox idol to, uh, again, family events, agorism in action where people are selling products and services without begging for permission from the government first. Uh, Porkfest has something for everyone who loves freedom. So go to porkfest.com to get registered. It's 30 bucks to register, but you can actually save 20% if you use our discount code, which is Free Talk Live, all run together as one word with no spaces. Once again, that's Free Talk Live is the discount code over at porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, porkfest.com. As uh, we will continue here, we'll take your calls again in a moment, but there are some more thoughts I want to make sure we get out to correct the misinformation that was being propagated earlier uh, by, I believe it was, uh, I believe that was Scott in Indy that, that we were, t- or no, it was his Glenn was his name for whatever reason, his board up put Scott down. Anyway, so Glenn was uh, trotting out later in his call, trotting out these nonsensical uh, prohibitionist Lies, just misinformation. The idea that your brain damaged cannabis. That kills, cannabis kills I mean, brain cells. I could see the, the you know, I can see why people would believe that like heroin might kill brain cells. I don't know if it does or not. I'm not going to go out on that limb to say it does or not. I haven't done the research, and I don't think Glenn has done research either. None of he believes those things. I think. Right. I think he's heard some things, and he's heard them from people who are wearing lab coats or they're politicians or whatever. They had this maybe this aura of authoritarianism when they delivered this misinformation. But just because I don't know who's ever talked to people in lab coats about drugs. I'm just saying, Mark. I don't know. Usually, who it's cops from. that come to your church group or your yeah. school, and they bring this big uh, display of here's some drugs that we caught. Right. A long time ago. Right, and of course, the way the media sometimes portrays cannabis users is always as a bunch of dullards or dummies or dumbasses or or people who are just, you know, just the, the dregs of society. And nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, yes, of course, some people who use cannabis are the dregs of society, no doubt. But there are also people who are the up, at the upper echelons of society that, uh, that use cannabis and everybody in between as well. You know, I remember when I was first starting in the, the radio business as, a, as an intern in Sarasota, Florida, the Clear Channel State cluster down there, uh, my mentor in this business – was you know somebody I obviously looked up to. He kind of taught me the ropes. I uh, he's a very intelligent guy. We would have lots of conversation. And one day, he after he got off the air, he did he did the night shift, and he'd get done at ten o'clock at night. Uh, he would get off the air, and then he would have production orders. So like in the business, the the talent, the people that are on the air, uh, would also have production work to do. So they'd have to go in and and record a commercial for a client, for instance. So afterwards, he would have these orders you know here's what you need to read here's what you need to do this is what you you've got to get this done here's the date it needs to be done and i was surprised because i was still kind of indoctrinated into some of the the prohibitionist belief systems about marijuana even though i was a new marijuana consumer at that point just i was 16 so i was only getting it occasionally once in a once in a while i would come across it and and use it I was still under the impression that it, there was some level of danger involved or that it that it would uh you know muddle your senses or that it would that it would it would would ruin your ability to to think or to do things like that that, that there was some in sort the long of term you mean I mean Maybe it obviously yeah. it changes your ability to to think it's a mind altering short term and long and long term like I was intimidated by the idea of using it uh while working but my mentor walked out of the radio station got high out back 
comes back inside and goes and works on his production. He would do it while he was doing production, but not while on the air. So he felt like it would it, it helped him in the creative process of doing the production work, but that it was a little bit of an inhibition. Like he 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 wouldn't want it. He didn't want it in his system at the time when he was when he was on the air. I just thought it was in, that was very interesting. It was an eye opening moment for me where somebody who I looked up to was using this. It wasn't just you know some loser uh, right. in a back alley or or whatever. And so the suggestion that Glenn had made was that uh, well it's going to destroy brain cells and I'm sorry there's just no evidence for that in fact uh, even things like can or excuse me uh, ecstasy MDMA one of the most maligned drugs out there in the popular culture and popular media that is something where they have I've never even heard the claim that marijuana kills your brain cells but they have made those claims for ecstasy and that's nonsense it was found out that the study that they did was a bunch of crap and essentially it was just it's not it's just nonsense I mean I'm not going to go into the reasons for it but it's just not true yes ecstasy does deplete your serotonin levels that much is true but that can be replenished over time using it a whole lot that's going to do longer term damage but it can all be from what i can under, from what i've seen it can all be undone over time so and i'm, I'm talking about ecstasy marijuana i'm sorry your brain has can, cannabinoid receptors your brain was designed to receive the 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 active ingredient in cannabis it's think, a completely natural thing. I think it makes uh, when, when you smoke it, it's co- it's likely that uh, you will want to lay around and be relaxed. I mean, I, it, it, it depends, depends on your personality. I, and I don't I don't get like that if I smoke sativa, but indica, yes. Yeah, I, I'm just saying it's only likely. That's all. That's my only claim, and I think that's where the uh, the ideas came from. Um, you, you don't find a lot of people smoking pot and running marathons. When it, actually, I've done, I do, I like to get high before I work out, but one of the things, um, for me, you said that your, your boss didn't, uh, he liked to use it in the creative process. I'm different in that I like to, if I'm working, then I like to be able to smoke pot if I'm doing something that's like, um, repetitive or mundane or, uh, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but not if I'm, for example, I don't ever smoke if I'm going to write. I'm working on a novel. I never smoke when I'm going to write because I don't, uh, I don't like to have, I just don't like to. So, right. And so I get to make that decision for myself. I also don't eat big, heavy, you know, fatty meals um, right before I go to bed or. Do you feel you brain know? damaged as a result of your use of cannabis? <laughs> I feel brain damaged for other reasons, but not <laughs> for the reason that from smoking cannabis, no. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here and bring up whatever you want. I can say firmly that if it were not for cannabis and my use of it, even as a teenager, I would not be where I am today. And I don't care if it's bleach that they want to inject in their veins. It's their body. And if you believe in freedom, and it sounded like, uh, what was it? Did you say his name was Glenn? Glenn uh, believed in freedom. This is a hurdle for people to get over. What freedom means, really, this is what freedom means. Freedom means letting other people do what they want with their lives. Even if they make a mistake. Yes, including making bad decisions. Let's talk to Henry listening in Indy to WXNT. Henry, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Henry, what's on your mind tonight? An interesting show tonight, as usual. Um, Go ahead with your thoughts. I don't. I'm not a user of drugs. Um, in my younger days, I may have experimented here and there, but I just it, it's not my thing. Do you but drink uh, caffeine I, or alcohol, or eat sugar? Well, I guess yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess technically, I use. I'm not a pursuer of drugs that alter my perception. 
Except for um, caffeine and alcohol. Except for and caffeine sugar. and alcohol. <laughs> you but, just say illegal uh, ones. What I, what I do think, though, is that the waste of resources and the waste of human life both on both sides. I, you know, I have friends in law enforcement and, you know, people that get shot, you know, whether you're enforcing the laws or you're a civilian that, you know, you, you end up on the, the wrong end of a gun. You're still there. Go ahead. Anyway, uh, I don't understand, you know, they're not winning it. No. <laughs> it would be better to, you know, embrace it, you know, commercialize it. Allow and tax to it. Generate revenue for generate revenue you know, for the state. Woohoo! Well, yeah. we'll come, we can come back and talk <laughs> about that. And uh, and Henry, I absolutely agree with you. Thank you for the call. It's better than prohibition. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Talk Live, you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. You know, we're talking about uh, prohibition and uh, cannabis and decriminalization slash legalization and some of the ludicrous uh, prohibitionist claims that have been made about cannabis over the years. I mean, It'll make you grow boobs! You know what, that, that is one of them, and I was <laughs> going to bring that one up. Uh, it's, it's certainly one of the most outrageous-sounding ones, but there's that and, like, you know... Well, look what it did for me! <laughs> Wait a minute, did, did, you, did you smoke cannabis when you were a teenager? Yeah. You did, okay. Um, I'm a bad girl. <laughs> so... 1-800-259-9231 is the number, and we're just kind of addressing some of these things. I remember when I was first coming into the, the liberty movement, and it was, it was marijuana that led me down the road to freedom because the prohibition of marijuana, I learned when I started using it as a teenager that I was lied to by the government – and that led me to question some of the other things that they were saying. Okay, well, if they're going to lie to me about this, this plant that is fun and not does not seem to be that harmful, uh, if they're going to lie to me about that, what else are they lying about? Turns out almost everything. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was really important uh, to, to use this particular substance. It was, in fact, I would say critical in my development as a liberty-minded person. Maybe I would have found the ideas of liberty if cannabis weren't prohibited maybe there would have been some other way I, I came to this obviously i don't know that we don't live in that alternative universe um so we'd like to get your thoughts at 800-259-9231 and of course want to invite you to our website where you can get interactive in various uh, different ways you can help promote the show if you like free talk live you appreciate this program you can go to promote.freetalklive.com and you can get everything from flyers to business cards you can print out uh, to distribute to promote Free Talk Live, you can also get your own graphics to make your own banners. We also have banners you can plug into your website, etc. All kinds of different ways uh, to promote Free Talk Live. All available for you at promote.freetalklive.com. But we were talking about legalization and decriminalization. And, Michelle, I was attempting to explain to you why it is that I support the idea of legalization. Reluctantly. 
why I reluctantly support As an incremental means of getting toward total freedom. Right, because okay. decriminalization is the best situation for cannabis, uh, for any drugs, and legalization is not as good, but it's nowhere near as bad as prohibition. Wait, uh, I'd like to, to clarify just a little bit, Michelle. Uh, there's no evidence that, uh, you know, that incremental... That, that you can incrementally get to liberty. Um, Thank you. Th- there's no evidence of it. But what actually, um, you you put the words in his mouth. He, previously, what he had said was as a harm reduction strategy. And like one could make the argument that if you uh, if you allow the government to to legalize marijuana, it will never be decriminalized. And, you know, those things may very well be true. I don't know. I just, you know, when I look at it and I see people going to prison for not hurting anybody. I see sick people going to prison for using their medication. I want to see that harm reduction put in place as quickly as it can be. And it seems like holding out for the big one doesn't work. Like you'll have to, if you hold out for the big one, you're actually holding out for the whole government to collapse. And we've got in most areas. But maybe the the government would collapse faster if there was not this constant incrementalization, because what happens is, is we've got this wall this pot of water on the on the stove. So why not advocate for turning turn- it up? But, but why, why not? Why not? If you if you take that if you have that belief system, and some people have proposed this before, well, we shouldn't do anything. We should just let the government grow. Why not mm-hmm. advocate more government then? If you think that that will, would help things, if you think that would crash the government sooner, then well, why not I, support I, that? Um, I don't. But I have heard people though that say. That they ascribe to that. For example, they'll go ahead and use all, you know, the government systems and and um, unemployment and collect their their uh, tax refund. They'll use the public schools. They'll use whatever and claim that they're going to um, suck the system dry kind of in that How's way. How's that worked out so far? <laughs> I don't think it has. Right. And I'm <laughs> well, not saying that you do support that, but yeah. it sounded like you were kind of skirting around that, that viewpoint that, well, you know, they're, they're slowly turning. I'm the asking the question, if you've got this pot of water on the stove and it's boiling, which now we could say very well that, you know, we're at this critical mass t- time where it, things are boiling. Um, if we turn it turn it down so it stops boiling, you still have a full pot of water there, which I would you know use as the analogy is the government or whatever. So and the and the laws, et cetera. So is turning it down is that actually going? It's not going to get rid of. I don't think that that uh, you're placing government all in one pot. And the yep. fact is that they're in most places. Most people are dealing with not one burner. For their pot that has the frog in it, in which they are the frog in in the pot. Yeah. But they have four or five or six or seven or eight burners running at one time. There's okay. the federal government, the state government, the county government, the city government. Uh, you know, there's uh, uh, homeowners associations. There's uh, I, I was lived in a town that had an over uh, a zip code overlay uh, for my particular area, so it had special rules in my area. And the homeowners association worked in conjunction with the government. So there's um, if one government collapses, let's say the United States federal government finally spins itself into utter insolvency and no other government in the nation no other bank excuse me in the world no other bank no nothing will take their uh, their loans any longer they finally the politicians have finally sucked the teat dry and it goes away you think that the state of new hampshire isn't going to enforce the laws that it has do you think that the uh, the county of, uh, of Cheshire or wherever you're at um, or the, the city of Keene or whatever city you're at isn't going to enforce its laws? They still believe they've got a mandate. Right. As, as long as uh, you've got the government out there and it, as long as people believe in it, 
you're going to have problem. You're going to have a problem. Yeah, I think that when Mark, you know, said that there are four or five pots, I kind of got his point. You know, well, no, it's but not just one. That, that that's true. But also, and Ron Paul touched on this during his cam- his opening campaign speech today. How you have to change people's hearts and minds. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, the frog in hot water, it's a cute analogy and it's a or metaphor or whatever in it. And it makes sense. And I think there's a time in which it's, it's appropriate to use it. It's just not really detailed enough for what we need to accomplish. So, so for instance, you've got the, you know, I've got this. Can we change hearts and minds better if it's illegal right now? You have to change or- hearts and minds in order to get those changes to happen in the first place. Mm-hmm. So like. As much as all of us on this show would really love the idea of the federal government just disappearing tomorrow, <laughs> and there is the chance it could crash and burn and, right. you know, like the Soviet Union, never come back. Uh, so that would be great. I, th- I think I, I wouldn't say no to having that happen. <laughs> However, it's not going to result in a change in the hearts and minds of the people. And, and if people in this country haven't come to the conclusion that they don't need the violent monopoly, that they don't need uh, this this master telling them what to do and telling them how to live. If they haven't come to that conclusion yet, then that is when the power vacuum will be you know, filled with something. Somebody will step up to take control of whatever it is that, that's left over or build something new. And that's why we have to have people like Ron Paul and other folks out there who are working within the system and putting ideas of liberty into people's minds and this whole conversation about legalization versus decriminalization is very valuable to that end yeah. because we're able to com- uh, communicate these ideas to people who desperately need to hear them. I mean, people still believe nonsense like marijuana causes brain damage. Right. So, when in fact, uh, the, you, if you look at uh, Compultense University in Spain has provided evidence that suggests cannabinoids such as the main in, uh, active component of marijuana have the anti-cancer effects, anti-cancer effects on human brain cancer cells well so, that, that man in in montana in uh, missoula montana who um uh hayes is his last name i think anyway um he uh had his two-year-old son's feeding tube removed from his stomach and replaced it with cannabis oil and um without against the mm-hmm. uh, advice of the doctors and this young boy who for a year had been battling cancer, had not eaten for 40 days. And um, he was he was going to die, had a brain tumor. They were able to operate on part of it, but they were not able to remove all of it. Um, after, I don't remember how long it was, I could days, weeks, short of a month, um, his cancer, there was no sign of the cancer. And um, I haven't followed up with the story uh, regarding that. It's an interesting story. I, it was yeah. a very interesting story. So this man violated the law as well as the doctor's permission in order to sure. do for his son. And we've got to have more of that. We've got to have more Absolutely. civil disobedience and non-cooperation. And all of those things lead us to conversation. Civil disobedience is particularly useful because it brings up an issue. It brings an issue up and it makes it visible and news coverage happens and people talk about things. I think we're more likely to change hearts and minds when we have men like that who refuse to compromise the health and welfare I agree, of but we have son. to do it. It all has to happen, Michelle. Okay. I mean, there, there. You're never going to sway you everybody. You work on the voting part. I'll work on the. You're never. <laughs> I'll do, I'm doing it all. Okay? I know you so, are. <laughs> so you're never going to have everybody come on board one side versus the other. People are always right. going to do whatever it is that feels right to them. And to go back to this somewhat flawed uh, metaphor, if all of a sudden the frogs in the hot water have the water turned cold. 
you know, the government goes away completely, then they're going to start complaining. Hey, that was warm water. I want my warm water back. And, uh, you know, so you've got to get rid of Mm. the idea of government before people can accept not having it anymore. We're coming up. It's Hour 3 next. Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight is Ian. Michelle. And Mark. All right, let's continue taking your phone calls here about whatever's on your mind. Then coming up, we've got a chance. We'll tell you about the guy who served the government for years in Iraq and then was killed by the very same government when he got home. But first, to the phones and the fun. Let's talk to Brett, listening in Indiana on the amp lines. Hello, Brett. Hey, guys. Um... I had a quick question I wanted to ask Michelle tonight. Okay. Um, I've heard, Michelle, that you've mentioned before you don't register your cars or you don't use a driver's license, right? I have a driver's license. I have a Tennessee driver's oh. license. Um, I haven't got one in New Hampshire, so it's considered invalid after you've lived here for 30 days or something like that. I don't know exactly. I didn't look into it. Every well, state's- just don't answer their question when they ask you how long you've lived here. Okay. Every state's different, and I've lived in like seven in the last dozen years or something so i'm not exactly sure what the laws but no my i have a motorcycle a boat and two vehicles and none of them are registered the boat and the motorcycle have never been registered okay. neither is well, the track the, actually the question i had was just like um since you don't have them registered what you do like if you get pulled over because and the reason i asked is because i know last fall i was pulled over and my registration was expired and i purposely didn't renew it because I didn't want to give the state or the county any money. And they twice I got, was pulled over within like a week, and both times they threatened to tow my vehicle if I didn't go and get it renewed. And I finally did, which I wasn't happy about. But I've just been wondering that there for a while. I was like, you know, what Like, what would you do since you don't have them registered if you do get pulled over? Well, you know, what would you tell the cop or something? I was pulled over in California when I lived out there about yes, four, five, six, six or so years Oh, gosh, six years ago, I guess. Um, and I never paid it. I've since lived in a few different states. Did, and they didn't tow the car? Uh, for the registration, I was pulled over for speeding, and I was given a speeding ticket mm-hmm. and a notice that it, you know, it had not been registered. I didn't pay the speeding ticket or the uh, the registration ticket. Mm-hmm. So, And then I ended up moving to, a couple months later. So I'm sure if I wanted to go back to California and I got pulled over for something there, they would say, uh, you know, you have this outstanding ticket, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> one of the things, Brett, that I do is... 
drive the speed limit, basically. I also keep my sure. vehicles in really good shape, and I have my turn signal lights working, et cetera. So I try not to dry, draw attention to myself by, you know, going 120 miles an hour on or something like that and, and give them provoke, you know. And um, right. so I've managed to, you know, kind of avoid it that way. If I was, however to be pulled over for non I would not comply. No. And, um, so what if they took your car? What if they towed your truck? My truck was towed in Tennessee and it cost me $450 to get it out. That's gotta be painful. Yeah, it was painful. You know, if, um, they towed my car, I would let the car go probably just cost benefit at some point, you know, it's like, but the truck is worth more, et cetera. If, um, if they, if they came after me on my bike, I'd probably take off. I mean, on your motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that. Oh, you know, I do not recommend that, listeners. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's me. So, so yeah, Brett. You know, I've had. So it's not without risk, though. Right, but I've had a very different life that has, you know, so much, so many times. I said, "Oh gosh, why, why don't I get to have the life I used to have?" And and it was quite, you know, nice and luxurious and fabulous. But I tell you. It would be way more, it would be way easier for me to give up the possessions I have now than it would have been for me to give up possessions I had 15 or 20 years ago. And so actually, it really, I am grateful. You know, if you hang on to things and make them so important that you're willing to sacrifice your moral integrity, you, you create a dilemma for yourself that mm. I just, I don't, I've had that dilemma before and I don't advise it. I can, I can relate. Um, In this kind of the driving realm, I got this crappy car uh, from 1996 with almost 300,000 miles on it. And one of the reasons why I got that car, well, it was given to me first and foremost, but I put money into it. I had to put money into it to make it drivable. But one of the reasons I did that was because I knew that if I was going to do freedom to travel activism, which I had the intention to do, and I have done some of it so far. By putting a private plate on the back of my mm-hmm. car and taking the state plate but off. But you did register it. it. You just put the, the no, no, private no. plate. No, no, no. It was okay. registered under the old owner's name. I see. And the problem ended up being that it was registered in New Hampshire. And so they tried to get me for having a car that was registered in New Hampshire but not with a New Hampshire plate on it. So if it hadn't been registered in New Hampshire at that time, I wonder what would have ended up – what the charge would have ended mm. up being in, in that case. But um, so I, I, went, you know, I went forward with that knowing – that there's a good chance that this car is going to be stolen from me. Wasn't it the yeah. first time you drove it? What? Did you get popped? Oh, no. It, was thir- it took me 30 miles. And the only reason I had gotten popped in that case was because I was... Well, there's kind of a lengthy story involved here. But I, was, I went to rescue my ex-girlfriend from a car accident she was in. And so I was in very close proximity to the police. And they came to check up on us because we were sitting down, to help you. down the side of the road... <laughs> Uh, it was cold out. You know, there was a lot of snow on the ground, and he wanted to check and make sure we were okay. And that's when he noticed my uh, license plate and pulled me over and towed the car. But luckily, they towed the car. Here in New Hampshire, I've seen this happen a few times, where they'll actually tow the car, offer to tow it to your home, rather than to a tow yard and impound it, rather than you know you having to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get the car out. Yeah. It's only like 100 bucks for the we tow. We did that with Sean's car yeah, back a few months right. ago. Yep. So that's that's one of those nice perks of being in New Hampshire. They'll steal your car from you, but they'll put it back in your yard in some cases. Not in every case. There are some instances where they will uh, where they will tow it. But um, so, yeah, it's, it's not without risk. And, and being able to, to let go of your possessions and know that there's a chance that, you know, these things you, you may never see them again. It's important to walk into it knowing that same way that when I go into activism, I go into it knowing 
even if I'm doing something that I don't expect to be civil disobedience, in many cases, just like recording the police, that's not civil disobedience. It's something you should be able to do, but you may end up getting arrested for it. You always have to go in with the expectation that you could lose it all. You could lose your life. You could have some crazy cop take your life from you. It could take all your stuff from you. It could take your money from you. It could take your freedom from you. And you have to just accept all that before you go into it. That way it's not you're not blindsided by it when it actually happens, I if it can, happens. I can assure you that no amount of wealth and luxury and finery can possibly... Uh, take the place of living as a free person. Freedom, absolutely right. Hey, Brett, any other thoughts? Um, no, I just wanted to see what you, uh, Michelle, and you guys had to say about that because I still, you know, I still get kind of upset with myself that I did finally give in after the second threat. And basically, because I figured I weighed the differences. You know, my car is only a few years old at the time. Mm-hmm. I think it still had less than. I had less than 40,000 miles on, and I figured, you know, and my job was 30 miles away. I figured it was better to keep the car and give in that time. But, I you know, I wanted to see how long I could go without registering because I try everything I can just, you know, not to, not to comply, not to give. Yeah, if you're going to do freedom of travel activism, I would recommend doing it around other freedom to travel activists. I think that freedom to travel activism could be could be much more powerful in larger numbers. But usually what ends up happening is there's only a handful of folks who are actually doing it and actually traveling. A lot of people will say, well, I don't have a registered car, and they don't have a car. Like, yeah. they're just walking places. And Michael really... Bednark is a strong proponent of this, actually, and doesn't register his vehicles or have a driver's license. Yeah. I mean, it, it can be done alone. Clearly, there are people who have this the experience of being able to do it. But I think Michael building... Bednark was the uh, Libertarian Party candidate for president in 2004. But I think building a, building a movement around freedom to travel would be really interesting. Like, you could get people who do not have registered cars or do not have driver's licenses or whatever it is the issue is you want to take on you could get them together and have like people doing the same things like make it, maybe make an announcement like having a civil disobedience event where everybody for instance gets uh, like if they were going to pass like at one point they were talking about passing a bill to outlaw not wearing a seatbelt here in New Hampshire. It's the only state in of the 50 states where you don't have to wear a seatbelt as an adult. Uh, but there's always some sort of coercionist in the state government that's trying to to make that illegal. And so what I had suggested was, well, if they actually do pass that, let's have ourselves a little civil disobedience where 20 people get in their cars, drive out to the police station, and just drive around their parking lot uh, without any uh, seatbelts on and announce it in advance and promote that they're going to go out and violate these laws and that they're not going to pay the fines when they're issued tickets for it. Thanks for the call, Brett. I appreciate hearing from you. But you've got to have activists in the same place in order to do that. And that's what the Free State Project, well, part of what the Free State Project is about, getting activists together to make them more effective. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. I can truthfully say that VerbalSurgery.com, best daggum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right now. Feeling good, feeling better about myself right now. VerbalSurgery.com gets inside of my brain, massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head. Feeling better right now. Even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some VerbalSurgery.com right now. Go do it, baby. Feeling good. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 
800-259-9231. You can join us online, of course, at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we bring to you there, including the archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page at the top of the website. You get the last week's worth there. And then if you click into the archive section, that'll take you all the way back to late 2006. It's all free at freetalklive.com. Are you tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You could use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be increasing with time. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. And when you're talking about the value increasing, we're talking day-to-day at this point. It's crazy. Weusecoins.org. Man, when they were $2, I was was thinking to myself, I'm just going to wait. They'll dip back down below a dollar, and then I'll buy them then. And now they're seven-something. They just keep going up. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to you and your phone calls. We'll talk first. To Bill, listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, I want to talk to that good-looking gal named Meg. Meg's, Meg's not here. here. She does the show on Tuesday nights, but we have another good-looking gal in the studio. <laughs> oh, this I'm, one is I named get, Michelle. Michelle, I'm sorry. I got the name wrong. That's okay. Uh, Hi. I'm sure, they're, I'm sure they're both good-looking. I don't get anything on the computer, so I don't know what you look like. But you got a I'm nice considerably voice. older than Smeg, mm-hmm. and I have red hair. Well, I don't think I think both of you gals are going to be beautiful in either case. I, I've never seen your face. You've got a beautiful voice. I got Thank a problem. you. I got a problem though. I don't understand how you can get away with not registering your car because then you don't get a plate. How do you drive around without a plate? I have I have plates in my car. And what are you going to do when they expire? They're expired. <laughs> okay. Well, more power to you. I know I'd last about forty-eight hours in this city. I don't. I. That's okay. So, so we were, Mark and I were talking about this. I, you know, I've been an active mom for 20 years. I was a single mom. I was homeschooling my kids. I was really busy with that. And, um, so my, you know, so-called civil disobedience activism was just pretty much below the radar. And I was pretty quiet about it. I don't drive my vehicles around and and speed through traffic and dead going, Hey, look at me, look at me, uh," you know, kind of thing. I just, whatever I drive safe speeds and, and, um, but Whatever. it sounds unbelievable to people, Michelle, because even if you're driving safely, there's still a good chance that a cop gets behind you. He's going to run your tags anyway just to see who you are. Yes, and I've had so many people say, like, this man, how do you get away with it? And um, and I'm pretty provocative in some respects. I mean, my personality and everything. But quite frankly, I don't, I don't have this charmed life. Do you recall back when Rich, uh, a fellow activist, was, um, was back in January, January 4th, actually, he was pulled over with Evan the Emperor um, right here in town, and, um, for, and he was driving without a license. And, um, and he'll be going to court for that, by the right. way, coming, I think, in the next couple months. A couple police officers pulled him over, and everyone went running out of a, of, of a party here that we were at. Yeah, they made the mistake photos. of pulling them over, uh, like, uh, a what, block from the bar we were at. Yeah. Yeah. And so everyone had their cameras out. I had been in the ladies' room at the restaurant, and so I got out to the scene later, and my daughter actually drove me over to the scene because I was hammered. I'd had three bottles of wine, a couple cocktails mm. to myself. I was a mess. And as I went walking up, I was hammered, and I went, 
so what's going on? And my voice gets really high when I get drunk. And um, the police officer, I kid you not, Ian was standing right there, turned to me and said, oh, here you go. Give her the keys. She can drive. You're the lady that has the Audi. Was, do you remember he that? He knew who you were. He knew who I was. He didn't. And he just <laughs> assumed that I was just fine. And I'm like, okay. She has an Audi. And I waited. <laughs> it's a nice Audi. I waited with the keys in my hand for everyone to go away. And I'm like, I can't drive. <laughs> so, I mean, I really don't know how. I mean, you say I get away with things. I don't know. Maybe. Can I ask another question? Yes. Uh, did you ever get your, did you didn't pay your speeding ticket in California. Did you ever get your license suspended? I haven't lived in California since 2006, so um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I suppose if I tried to get a driver's license in California again, all kinds of bells and whistles would go off. She owes taxes. She did this. She did that. She homeschooled her kids without permission. She didn't ask the state. She eats organic food. She treated herself with weed for cancer. You are a menace to society. <laughs> I'm a bad, bad girl. Bad girl. You, you, you moved out of state then shortly thereafter, I assume. Yeah, and then I went and caused problems in Alabama and then Tennessee, now New Hampshire. Bill, yeah. thanks for the call tonight. Oh, I appreciate you. hearing from you. 800 259 Let's talk to Clayton in Texas. Clayton, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey, um, I hadn't caught the whole show, but uh, have you all heard about the uh, bill in Florida that supposedly bans sex uh, between consenting adults? Yeah, I've got it. It's um, I've heard about it, but I don't know anything about no. the details. Yeah, let me pull it up here. I've, I've uh, actually... what, have, what have you heard, Clayton? Uh, it was a bill that was supposed to ban bestiality, but instead of defining it as uh, animals other than humans. They just use the term animals, forgetting that <laughs> no, humans as animals are, are but humans. In Florida, um, humans aren't animals. They believe yeah, in Jesus in, in down there. I believe in Jesus. Mark, really? I thought that Ian and I were going at it, and you were being my knight tonight. I can't and help. You're I mess can't it help it. When, when somebody dangles the red meat of, uh, of 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 you know sort of Christian fundamentalism at me, I I, I just got to jump at it. Ian, get him. <laughs> I got nothing to say. I mean, I've got my own critiques of Christianity, but you should have heard us the other night, Michelle, where I was praising uh, the Presbyterian Church. Even Mark praised the Presbyterian Church for uh, legalizing having gay ministers. Apparently, one of the branches. Was that of Presbyterian or was that um, the Episco- USA? Or was Presby- that Episcopalian? Presbyterian US, uh, Church of USA. Anyway, as a, that's cool. an aside. Here's okay. the verbiage from the law an act relating to sexual activities involving animals, um, apparently defining. Prohibitions, knowing sexual conduct or con- sexual Wait, are contact you with an animal. The law? I can't even comprehend. What? Yeah, that's how it's written. So, what is going to happen? I've here? had I mean, sex cl- with a beast of a man before. Clearly, you know the, this is this is showing the incompetence of the the state and these you know the laws and how there's so many holes in them and so many mistakes can be made that right. could criminalize behavior. They can't even write a law correctly that outlaws bestiality, but. It's clear that they're not going to start arresting people for having sex, obviously. They're going to use discretion. And I think in to... Florida that it's illegal to have sex in any position but the missionary position. I may be wrong on that, but I know that there are states that they that that, that is the case, and they obviously don't prosecute on that one either. Right, it, right. it just goes to show that some laws are more important to the government people than others, even though a common excuse from the government people why, as to why they are hurting peaceful people like cannabis users and other uh, drug users and people speeding and things like that is that, well, it's the law, and we're just enforcing the law, and that's my job. Well, clearly... 
enforcing the law is not your job. The government it, doesn't enforce those laws because it knows that it can't. But people have rolled over regarding marijuana and other things and speeding tickets, etc. Mm-hmm. No one would obey those the sex laws, which right. which supports my point of... We need more civil disobedience. Yeah. I agree. I absolutely agree. Well, hell, it used to be uh, illegal for blacks to marry whites. I mean... Yes, sir. Uh, just because it's the law doesn't mean that it's actually, uh, absolutely correct or that it protects our natural rights. In many cases, the reverse is true. You're absolutely right. Thank you for the call, Clayton. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Should bestiality be illegal? That's a good question. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You're welcome to answer that or bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online, of course, at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. We've got a mobile site, so if you've got a smartphone... And Mark, you just got yourself a new smartphone today. As a matter of fact, yeah, my I, I used to have a smart another smartphone, but uh, I kept it dumb with no data plan. Yeah, so now you actually have one that you can use the uh, the internet's with, yeah. and uh, so you could. Access, I haven't done that though. You could. Well, you just got it. You're brand new to it. Uh, you could now go to m.freetalklive.com to get quick uh, quick access to our live streams and our podcasts. This is an Android. I can go to regularfreetalklive.com. That's true. Uh, but the M, the mobile site is kind of formatted smaller. It's a little easier. It's just a, it's it's something to get to. Not our full site. You can't access obviously all the aspects of freetalklive.com from the mobile site. It's just for people that want to get quickly to our live streams and such. So uh, our mobile site free, of course, like the rest of our website m.freetalklive.com as we continue. Taking your phone calls about what you want. Adam is listening in Canada. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Evening, folks. Hey, Adam, what's on your mind? I was to your story about the Presbyterian Church legalizing, a, or rather allowing gay ministers in last night. Yeah. Um, since it's Friday the 13th, I thought I'd tell you a little bit about the High Templar and how that passage came to be written into the Bible. Uh, this is the day in October when they were burned to the stake, and there were three charges laid on them. Uh, they were newly illegalized charges made by the king's cousin, Clement V. And the reason he was put in was because the original pope wouldn't imprison the High Templar uh, for being smarter than the king, which was a threat to his authority after they came back from the First Crusade, waged alongside Arabs against Mongols, but that's beside the point. The uh, charges were actually heresy, not worshipping the cross and calling it a symbol of murder, witchcraft, using hashish, which they had brought back, and sodomy, which was not in the Bible at the time. They believed it was good for chakra. Hmm. Yes. Uh, the, no. the, uh, the, uh, 
I've, passage not to lay with another man was written into the Bible to uh, help incriminate them. Now, I, I thought that there were several um, instances, uh, New Testament and Old Testament, where the uh, where you know homosexuality is mentioned. I mean, that's that's what I recall, and I, that's what I believe. Well, it can all be rewritten at any point in time, and until the Bible was legalized to be in, read in, and written in the home, and until people were taught to read it and not hear it from a priest, uh, that, that's pretty much all hearsay. Yeah, and this is the one of the biggest problems I have with uh, with the Bible as it is uh, written today is that you know, and I, Michelle, I don't know what your version of Christianity is, and and I'm I'm happy that you've got your version; and it works for you. But the version that I was taught was that there's a guy, there's there's this uh, sentient being out there that will send my butt to hell if I do not choose to follow all of his yeah, rules and uh, accept you know the story that I'm given out of the Bible and the the son's uh, you know his son is the my personal Lord and say and all that stuff but how can i actually be expected to know you know ancient greek ancient hebrew uh, aramaic and all these languages that the bible's written in i don't know what the bible says i know what other people say the bible says and which of course you know comes down to you know who are the books written by and stuff like that but if you believe that god wrote the books you'd think he would have handed them out down in english knowing that he would have to save my soul sometime <laughs> 2000 years later that's funny right and if there was a god i doubt that such a being would ever expect us to go and learn those languages but i i'm really i'm really proud of the presbyterians for saying putting the money where their mouth is so to speak and just saying that they believe we're all god's children in his eyes and that's great stuff to hear from them yeah absolutely anything else you want to share tonight Tonight, thanks. thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Brett, listening in Texas. Brett, you're on Free Talk Live with hey. you, Michelle and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, Brett, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I was listening uh, to your show Wednesday, and you're talking about civil disobedience. And uh, Mark had said something about uh, how usually it's the big names that uh, inspire people. Uh, the big names? On to, uh, like on well, to something? People that- no, like the the people that do like the really serious civil disobedience. Okay. Okay. What's your experience? Serious as opposed to not serious. Serious meaning you can go to jail for <laughs> what you do, or what? How do you? How are you defining serious? Uh, I, I don't remember exactly what Mark had said, but uh, uh, then Ian had said that you'd be surprised, and that even small acts of civil disobedience and non cooperation can inspire people. Oh uh, yes, indeed. Okay, so tell your right. story. Sure. Uh, last summer, I was really just barely getting into libertarianism and stuff. I had been in the right, uh, on the right, uh, Republican, uh, and I was reading Libertarianism Today. Uh, What's that? That's and, Jacob Hubert's book, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Neat. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm, I'm 19 now. I was 18 then, and I hadn't even heard of Selective Service. Uh, and when I found out about it, I was actually really uh, ticked off about it. Mm. A selective um, service, uh, I'm but, sure. In case others haven't heard of this for whatever reason, maybe they're, you're female, uh, the the government sends usually sends a card to of some sort to all teenage boys that they are aware of in existence at age 17 and demands that they fill out the card and or else they will be punished perhaps with like a $500,000 fine and a few years in jail and never being able to get a government job and never being able to get government money for school, etc. So there's all kinds of threats behind it. And the idea is to have people's names for the purpose of a draft in the future. That's the purpose of the selective service system is to catalog uh, young fresh meat uh, for the military's use that's the purpose of Which it. Which is one of the reasons why my kids not only do not have, or my boys do not have social security numbers, they also don't get driver's licenses. So They're you're saying you, that data you, bank. when you found out about it, you were pretty upset? 
yeah, I was disgusted. I was like, I'm not signing up for this. Um, but then I saw the fines and the years in prison they threatened with, and I was going to, uh, a little bit, by the time I finished the book that week, uh, it mentions the Free State Project. So I hop online. First things I find is uh, your radio show. And that's the same night that I started listening to was the uh, drinking games that you guys did. And uh, Ian, you had went to jail, and then you came in at the end of the show, I believe, mm-hmm. that's right. and gave an update on it. Um, and I was like, well, that settles it for me. I'm not signing up for Selected surf- wow. Service. Good, Good on for you. you. How, so th- yeah. how did that feel? It felt pretty awesome. <laughs> See, that's what I was ta- that's what I was telling Mark about how uh, Mark was kind of on the attack, saying that well, civil disobedience is uh, it's not so was it successful or something like that. I don't know. And I and I said I defended it. I said that even the most was a seemingly mundane to some perspective civil disobedience is a real personal victory and a personal success. Even be, even if the law doesn't change or even if you know somebody because goes to jail, your soul stays intact. There you go. <laughs> you know, I, there's a book that I really like um, that I like to recommend to people. It's called The Ethics of Liberty. It's by Murray Rothbard. And um, that is that is one book on my shelf that has that all, you know, pages are dog eared and, and there's lots of underlining and everything. And I've read a lot of philosophy, philosophy books and economics books and books on liberty for a long time. And that is just one book that I recommend everyone have, you know. Well, on not, hand. not only does your soul stay intact, Michelle, but also maybe you get some of it back, too, especially if you've been bowing yeah. down and kissing the boot and kissing the ring for so long. And then all of a sudden you say no. Right. It's like reclaiming some of your. So soul. let's rise up. Stop, you know, submitting to the man and and uh, and and all let's do it wa- together, though, because yes, if he absolutely. does it down in Texas all alone, then they'll cr- the man will probably crush him. Yeah. Um, and so are, you mentioned the Free State Project. Are you a participant? I have signed up, so whenever I can get down there, I plan to. Um, Fantastic. Uh, yeah, and uh, you had mentioned healing our world a couple times. I read that book. It was amazing. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. Six copies gave it out to some people when I was in college. Great. Uh, That's, it, it's the best book to give out to people because it doesn't do any good sitting on a bookshelf. It does good only when it's in people's hands and being absorbed. And thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate the story. And it does make a difference when you say no, even on a little thing like, you know, post a postcard that the government sends you with threats all written all over it. Saying no to that can be very personally empowering. I didn't do it. I was too chicken when I was 17. Of course, I hadn't really found the ideas of liberty at that point either. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Kevin listening in Indy to WXNT. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. Kevin? Well, I, I had to call. One of your, your previous callers really uh, perked up my ears. Okay. I didn't realize that it was uh, the Bible said it was okay to have gay sex because it it increased your shock right so I found that to be kind of incredible well no he said he said that uh, it was added by some king, some king or another much later that the the um, the, the Templar Knights believed that in fact increased your shock tell you what Kevin like if that. you want to tell us more about your beliefs and your thoughts you're welcome to stick with us more coming up it's free talk okay. Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com.
Free Talk Live. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. Maybe enough time for your call if you make it now. 1-800-259-9231. But if you don't get on tonight, we do it every night. You can join us live six nights a week on the radio waves in many places. If your local radio station doesn't air every moment of the show, well, call them and thank them for airing what they do. And then ask them real nice like to take more Free Talk Live because we've got plenty of hours every single week to have you share your thoughts with us and the rest of our audience. 1-800-259-9231. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you'd like to help support the show, maybe you appreciate the fact that we give you all the website features for free. Well, you can just go to shop.freetalklive.com as I believe Michelle did this afternoon. I didn't finalize my purchase because um, I had a little glitch, but yes, I picked out all kinds of things and I was very excited. Like- now, when you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you do have to finalize your purchase within 24 hours of first going to the link. If not, you have to go back to I that have to start link. over. Yeah. Okay. So what I did, because I've kind of like tried different avenues with this, I went to the tab up at the Free Talk Live site and it says support FTL mm-hmm. and I... I go down and I went to other shopping and there's an arrow and I clicked on Amazon there. Cool. So that's, I mean, that works, right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in fact, I'd I'd forgotten that was even there. There's so Mm -hmm. much on our website, Uh, but that, yeah, that takes you to shop.freetalklive.com. And then you see the the different countries you can click on. You click on the United States or UK or Germany or Canada. And then, then that takes you into Amazon. And at that point, whatever it is you order free talk live within 24 hours of going there. So do it sooner rather than later, but whatever it is you order at that point, Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. We'll get Amazon will literally give us a portion of their profits uh, for, simply for sending them the business. What is so, the percentage of that? It's fairly good, uh, seven to eight percent, depending on the volume that we do in a given month. Uh, although on electronics, I think it's only four percent. They just don't make as much money on the on those, mm-hmm. so they can't cut us as much. And it's it's a big deal for us. It, it really helps Free Talk Live when you shop there. It's you're still it's the same great Amazon, same great prices. In fact. Uh, Customer service as well is really important with Amazon because when you're operating a, a, a monster company like Amazon, it can be it can be easy in the world of the corporate world to just kind of ignore customers and treat them like crap. But not Amazon. Um, I actually had a situation this week where I'd ordered a lens for my video camera, uh, like a wide angle lens that I'd ordered, and it was shipped to me. And Amazon fulfilled the, the order because Amazon has all these sellers that use Amazon for the fulfillment process. So the the uh, products are at the Amazon warehouses, and Amazon picks them off the shelf. And I think they actually have a robot system that does this, so they don't even they don't even have humans <laughs> doing this. Yeah, they've actually got robots that go in and they pick the item off the shelf and box it up. And then there are humans, I think, that do some of the, the work, but they've really automated quite a bit of it in order to keep the cost down and keep the you know pass sure. the savings on to you. And apparently the robot or some, something happened. Uh, the, the wrong item was picked. I was sent the wrong uh, lens. And you know, I've ordered a bunch of stuff from Amazon. It's rare that somebody somebody screws up an order. It's rare that this happens. And so I called them up. And oh, actually, I didn't call. Excuse me, I didn't call them. They called me. Uh, you actually go you go on their website, and they've got a form that you fill out. It's real quick. If you've got a problem with your order, there's different things you can choose, and one of them is you know the wrong item was sent to me, and I selected which item uh, was messed up. And then they said, well, we can call you immediately, or you can call us right now, or we can call you in five minutes. And if they call you in five minutes, then they've already got your name and information and all your stuff there on the screen. They know exactly why you're calling. You don't have to give them any verification information or anything like that. They just call up. You take care of the order. They send you 
via email one of these, um, I guess, prepaid shipping receipts, not receipts, but a prepaid, a prepaid shipping paper, essentially, that you, you attach to your box, and then you ship it for free back to them. So, I mean, it was, as far as a return process is concerned... Pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even have to leave my house. So, it was great. And they made it easy, and they paid for the shipping on the way back, which, what else can you ask for? 1-800-259-9231. So, get your shopping done with Amazon at Free Talk Live by going to shop.freetalklive.com. As we go back to Kevin listening in Indy, now, Kevin, uh, you were commenting on the biblical uh, discussion that we were having earlier, so I wanted to make sure you had a chance to get your thoughts out. Oh, not a problem, but it's an example of what I was getting at was an example of the Catholic Church changing rules to bring in some type of entity like Charlemagne when they brought him in, the King of France. They changed a, a portion of their actual the way they performed the Mass and certain rules in the Catholic Church so they could bring the, uh, the French into their uh, you know, dynasty. It's absolutely but, true. Um, over time, initially, the Christian religion was a pacifist religion, and then they found wars that they were kind of interested in, the, the, the church leadership over time. And by the, it was either the ninth or 10th century, they were, you know, the, the, we've got holy wars to fight. Let's go, Christians. Right. And and this is a great example. They, they are actually legitimizing homosexuality and uh, the reward for the Templars were they were wiped out by the Catholic Church and the other uh, monarchs because they became too powerful, so they killed them all. So I, I just find that fascinating. There you go. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, uh, Kevin. Appreciate yeah. hearing from you at 800-259-9231. And again, good on uh, the Presbyterian Church. I don't know what... I wasn't going to jump on Kevin as far as what his opinion about homosexuality is. That doesn't doesn't really matter. To as far me. as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter what your opinion is, as long as you're willing to leave p- people alone yeah. who want to do, you know, whatever. As long as they're not hurting other people, live and let live. Absolutely right. And good on uh, the Presbyterians, the USA Presbyterian Church. As we learned uh, last night, there are different Presbyterian churches. The USA Presbyterian Church is the largest Presbyterian church in America, but there are others as well that maybe would not be as friendly uh, to the homosexual lifestyle. And and so good on them for, for being accepting and loving toward their fellow human being. How about that? What would imagine, Jesus do? Yeah, exactly. Imagine yeah. that. All right. So we continue here and we'll talk to, I believe, Shadow is with us listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Shadow, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you all doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I'm just sitting here thinking about the Constitution. I read it pretty much uh, every day. And, I, and this goes along with y'all's program about uh, liberty and everything. It's, it's kind of a place in there where we, the people out here have the right to do pretty much anything we wish as long as we don't uh, bring harm to other people, we don't show disrespect to other people. Now, what I find fascinating is that these lawmakers out here that tell all of us we can't do this and we can't do that, are every one of them are all out there doing exactly what they say we can't do. Many of them are absolutely hypocrites, no doubt. Thanks, Shadow, for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231, especially the – and it's kind of funny, isn't it? Sometimes the hypocrites will get caught, these politicians, like the ones that talk out the, the loudest about how they hate homosexuality and how it should be illegal or whatever. They're, they end up getting caught in the bathroom with some <laughs> yeah, congressional page. Right. It seems to happen. Uh, and or the, you know, the, the anti-drug co- congressman gets caught with... Bumping uh, a line. You know, whatever. Let's continue here as we talk to Captain Ned listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Captain Ned with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. So, Mark and Ian, how are you doing? Hey, Michelle's here too. What's on your mind? 
Hey, I was going to talk. Yeah, I said, Michelle, hey, I'm I was sorry. going to talk sorry. about my last uh, phone call about uh, when they were taking uh, people's phones voluntarily at traffic stops. Taking but people's I, phones voluntarily. I think this was the Michigan. Up in Michigan, they were, you know, people were volunteering to give their phones to the law enforcement agent. Oh, and then they were plugging it into their little machine that was uh, swiping its its memory. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And I and you uh, corrected me, and I called them idiots, and you said they were just misinformed. So I'd like to make this call informational. But while I was on hold, the guys were calling about the license plates. Here's the key. Here's the key to that lock. If you look at your back license plate in any state under the sunlight. You'll see either uh, a little hologram that says U.S. or for official use only. That is because you're identifying yourself as a resident, which is a U.S. citizen, a resident alien, a 14th Amendment citizen. That property, that, that cannot be displayed in anything but a federally or government-owned vehicle. That's because you're not getting the clear title, the, the bill of sale. You're getting what used to be called a pink slip or color of title, and you're paying for that. To it's the, true. You're actually getting a certificate of title, not the actual absolutely. title. Look at, look at that rear plate under the sunlight, and you'll see that either U.S. or for official use only. They own that vehicle. You're not identifying yourself as a natural-born citizen of several states yeah, this who is, has absolute right to own that what vehicle. You, what you're on here is an, it's kind of one of these intriguing legal uh, theories that I think, has, I think it has some validity. I think it's true, all of what, most all of what you're saying. It's just, unfortunately, you know, there's, there's nearly really impossible to get I around. Have an, I have an actual, uh, what you would call pink slip or, or certificate of title you on my... No, on no, my that, that's certificate. owned by the state. My, that, well, that, you're just running that. You have to... Hold on, boys. On I'm my sorry. car, on my boat, and on my uh, motorcycle, where, but, I, but not on my car and truck because they actually went through... Uh, like a uh, a loan program or a financer or whatever, and so are you the- talking about the manufacturer's certificate of origin? Because the certificate yes. of title is just evidence that there's an actual title on the books with the government. Right. That's what I have, like with the with the car, because it was registered it's, at one time. Right. It's almost impossible to but get a manufacturer's certificate of right. or, origin, and we're out of time anyway. Thanks for the call, Ned. We'll uh, see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. Hunting, shooting, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and J. Neil Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off.